Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. From the wilderness of Kodiak Island, Alaska, this is Murder and Mystery in the Last Frontier with your host, Robin Bearfield. In a land full of peril and vicious animals, humans are the most dangerous predators of all. Alaska has spawned a long list of serial killers, from the gold rush era in the early 1900s to the present day. Is Brian Stephen Smith the latest member of this notorious fraternity? Welcome to Murder and Mystery in the Last Frontier. I'm your host, Robin Bearfield, and I'm broadcasting to you from the heart of the Kodiak National Wildlife Refuge on Kodiak Island in Alaska. Have you ever dropped a tiny memory card when removing it from your camera? They're not easy to find once they leave your hand. Someone in a hurry might not even realize he dropped the card. And once he does, his only hope of retrieving it is for another person to find the card, look at the photos, and perhaps recognize someone or something and track down the card's rightful owner. On September 30, 2019, a woman found a memory card on the ground in the Fairview neighborhood of Anchorage, near the Cars Grocery Store at Gamble Street and East 13th Avenue. The card was titled, Homicide at Midtown Marriott. When the woman popped the card into her computer to see what was on it, she had no desire to track down the rightful owner. She immediately contacted the police and gave them the card. The memory card contained 12 videos and 39 images of a man beating and strangling a woman to death. The man had a distinctive English-sounding accent when he spoke, and the detectives recognized the accent and the man. He was already under investigation for another Anchorage murder. The images on the memory card showed a man beating a naked woman on the floor of a hotel room. In one of the videos, the woman fought back against her attacker, attempting to scratch his wrist as he tried to strangle her. In another video, the attacker complained that his hand was getting tired before stomping on his victim's neck with his right foot. He began cursing and telling the woman she needed to die. In a third video, the woman moaned and struggled to breathe as the man strangled her and laughed. One image taken on September 4th shows the woman covered by a white sheet on a rolling luggage cart next to a black pickup truck. Several photos depict the woman's body lying face down in the bed of the truck. 
On October 2nd, a citizen called the Alaska State Troopers to report the presence of human remains outside of Anchorage on the Seward Highway near Rainbow Valley Road, 18 miles from the hotel where a killer had filmed his macabre videos of a murder. The remains near the highway resembled the woman in the photos and videos. Police identified the attacker in the videos on the memory card as Brian Stephen Smith, 48. Smith grew up in South Africa, and he and his wife owned a 1999 black Ford Ranger pickup truck. Smith had lived in Alaska since 2013. He, his wife of five years, Alaskan musician Stephanie Bisland, and their cat lived on a quiet cul-de-sac in the Geneva Woods subdivision in Midtown Anchorage. At one time, Smith had worked for an engineering firm in Anchorage as a materials tester and inspector. However, at the time of his arrest, he was self-employed. At his arraignment, he said he only had $2,000 in savings and would need a public defender. Smith had no criminal history in Alaska before police arrested him for murder. The police obtained a warrant for Smith's cell phone records and noted that Smith's phone pinged at 1.07 a.m. on September 6th to a location on Rainbow Valley Road near the woman's remains. The police arrested Brian Stephen Smith on Tuesday, October 8th at the Anchorage International Airport. Smith was returning to Anchorage from a trip and must have known what was awaiting him. The authorities charged Smith with first-degree murder. A few days after Smith's arrest, the police identified the woman beaten to death while her attacker videotaped the brutal assault. She was 30-year-old Kathleen J. Henry, originally from Bethel, Alaska. Henry's remains were the ones discovered on Rainbow Valley Road. An Anchorage grand jury added seven additional charges to the indictment against Smith, including sexual assault and evidence tampering. The indictment also included a special finding because the killing involved torture. Although the prosecutors would not initially say if they suspected Smith of having other victims, they filed court documents indicating an active, wide-ranging investigation, possibly extending beyond Alaska. Special Agent Steve Forrest said the FBI was actively involved in the case, and he indicated that they were providing investigative and technical assistance. On October 16th, the Anchorage Police Department announced that they had charged Brian Stephen Smith with an additional murder. They said this second murder was unrelated to the brutal killing of Kathleen Henry. Both victims were native Alaskan women. Prosecutors asked the judge to increase Smith's bail from $750,000 to $2 million. This increase reflected Smith's risk to the public and the danger he might flee. Smith recently had become a naturalized United States citizen, but still had ties to South Africa. Anchorage Superior Court Judge Michael Wolverton agreed to increase Smith's bail to $1 million. According to homicide detectives, Smith confessed to shooting a woman between 2017 and 2018, 
and he gave the detectives the location where he dumped her body. Authorities identified the second victim as 52-year-old Veronica R. Abuchuk. Veronica's family last saw her in July 2018. She was homeless at the time of her disappearance. Abuchuk was reported missing in February 2019, but no one had seen her in several months. Her remains were found along the Old Glen Highway in April 2019. She had a bullet hole in her skull. The troopers and Anchorage police were investigating the murder of Veronica Abuchuk before the woman turned in the memory card with the photos and videos of the murder of Kathleen Henry. Investigators considered Brian Stephen Smith a person of interest in Abuchuk's murder, which is why they so quickly recognized him when they saw and heard him in the videos depicting the murder of Kathleen Henry. Deputy District Attorney Brittany Dunlop said, These were two Alaska Native women, and I know that hits home here in Alaska, and we're cognizant of that. We treat them with dignity and respect. As for Mr. Smith's motives, I can't speak to that. During the press conference announcing the new charges against Smith, a reporter asked whether investigators believe Smith may have harmed others. Anchorage Police Chief Justin Dahl said, We will look at every single aspect of this case, and if necessary, follow it wherever we need to. According to homicide detectives, Smith confessed to murdering both Henry and Abuchuk and disposing of their bodies. But on October 21st, Smith pleaded not guilty to the murder and related charges in the killing of Veronica Abichuk. He had already pleaded not guilty to the charges related to the murder of Kathleen Henry. At the October 21st hearing, 20 family members of Veronica Abichuk packed the courtroom. They said Veronica was a much-loved mother, sister, and aunt. Two activists, Joanne Sakar and Natasha Gamash, attended the hearing wearing red handprints painted across their faces. The red handprints are a symbol intended to draw attention to the missing and murdered indigenous women in Alaska and elsewhere in the United States. For too long, violent crimes against indigenous women were given a lower priority by some police departments. Activists intend to hold the justice system accountable and ensure that crimes against Indigenous women are appropriately investigated and prosecuted. Veronica Abuchuk was not the only member of her family to die a violent death. Someone beat her sister, Martha Toms, to death in a park in the Mountain View section of Anchorage in 2005. Let me take a short break. My next novel should be available in a few months, and as the time draws nearer, I'll share more details about it with you. However, for now, I would like to read a short excerpt from my third novel, The Fisherman's Daughter. Billy Clark has been looking forward to a secretive romantic weekend with her new boyfriend, Tony. She doesn't realize it until it's too late that Tony's plans for the weekend are much different than hers. Would you like a glass of wine, my dear? Tony asked. A bottle of white and a bottle of red had already been uncorked in the galley. Tony drank red wine and Billy favored Chardonnay. I'd love a glass, she said. 
Sit down and I'll bring it to you, along with an appetizer, Tony said. Billy sat on the couch in the salon and looked around. As always, the boat appeared spotless. Tony liked to keep things tidy. A few minutes later, Tony arrived with a wine and a plate of crackers and sliced cheese. He returned to the galley for his wine and then sat beside Billy on the couch. He gave her a peck on the mouth. She had expected something more passionate, but they had the entire weekend for that. How was your day, Billy asked him. It was fine, he said, but I really don't want to talk about work. Okay, what shall we talk about then? How are you feeling, he asked. I feel great, Billy said. I'm looking forward to this weekend. So am I, Tony said. What's for dinner, Billy asked. I haven't decided, Tony said. We have all night. That we do, Tony agreed, and I have a fun one planned. Billy giggled and reached for a cracker. The wine was going straight to her head. She'd been on a strict diet for the last several weeks, and today she'd only eaten a small carton of yogurt for breakfast and a granola bar for lunch. She didn't want to get drunk tonight. She put the glass of wine on the table beside the couch. Is the wine okay? Tony asked. It's fine, but I'm drinking it too fast. I need to pace myself. Tony smiled but said nothing. Why is Tony so quiet tonight? He usually likes to talk about himself and ask me questions about my life. He doesn't seem nervous, but something is different. He keeps watching me strangely. After several moments of silence, Tony returned to the galley and brought the two bottles of wine back with him. He topped off Billy's glass. Drink up, he said, and then maybe we can enjoy a different type of appetizer. She smiled and took another long swallow of wine. What do you have planned for the weekend, she asked. I thought we'd watch some movies, listen to some music, sleep late, and enjoy our time together. That sounds great, Billy said. She shook her head to try to clear the cobwebs. If she didn't slow down with the wine, she'd be asleep by 8 p.m. and miss all the fun tonight. She knew Tony would forgive her if she fell asleep, but she did not want to miss one minute of this fabulous weekend. Do you ever think about dying, Tony asked. What? That's the game I want to play tonight, Tony said. What? The game of death. Billy shook her head. She felt dizzy and was certain she had misunderstood him. But why was he looking at her so oddly? The game of death, she asked. Yes, he said. After we have a bit more wine. He poured more wine into her glass, even though it was still nearly full. Drink up, my dear. You look very pretty tonight. The Fisherman's Daughter and my other books are available online at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and other booksellers. Check the show notes for the links. Stephanie Bisland, Brian Smith's wife, was shocked when she learned that Anchorage police had arrested her husband. Bislin was on vacation visiting her family in Virginia when the Anchorage police contacted her to let her know they had arrested Smith for the murder of Kathleen Henry. Bislin said she could not believe what the police were telling her. She knew her husband of five years as a kind man who doted on her. Bislin said Smith was an avid outdoorsman who liked to travel around the state of Alaska alone. Bislin told reporters she feels caught in a battle between her heart and mind, and she began questioning her husband's habits. 
what did he do on those solo trips around Alaska? She said if what the authorities say about her husband is true, she wonders, how could I miss something like that? We all have tempers at times, but I never saw one that would do what these people are describing. According to Bisland, police broke down the front door of the Anchorage home she shared with Smith and searched the garage, an office, bedrooms, the basement, and a crawl space. They seized firearms, rope, memory cards, computers, hard drives, and other items. The authorities also cut a red-stained piece of carpet from the living room. Bisland said she thought it was a wine stain, but she knew the police believed it could be blood. Bislin said the police asked her if she was involved in her husband's killings and questioned whether she might have been pimping for him. She firmly denied the question. In May 2019, the remains of 27-year-old Shirley Skeek were discovered near the Seward Highway. Her family had reported her missing in early January. Shirley's older sister, Anna, said Shirley was last seen getting into a black truck in December 2018. Anna said Shirley had schizophrenia and was off her medicine at the time of her disappearance. Although Shirley's remains had badly deteriorated and the troopers recovered only scattered body parts, the medical examiner determined that someone had murdered Shirley. The troopers have not named a suspect in their ongoing investigation, but some wonder if Brian Stephen Smith is at the top of their list. Smith drove a black Ford Ranger, and Shirley was last seen climbing into a black truck. Also, like Kathleen Henry and Veronica Abuchuk, the killer dumped Shirley Skeek's remains along a south-central Alaska highway. Also, like Henry and Abuchuk, Shirley Skeek was a native Alaskan woman. Shirley grew up in Cake, Alaska, and had only lived in Anchorage for three years. It seems likely that Brian Stephen Smith killed other women before he murdered Veronica Abuchuk and Kathleen Henry. He was a practiced torturer and killer by the time of those murders. Is Smith the latest in a long line of serial killers from Alaska? Will he join the notorious club, including Blueberry Tommy, Ed Krause, Richard Bunday, Robert Hansen, Gary Zeger, John Joseph Bottenberry, John Patrick Addis, Charles Sinclair, Joshua Wade, Israel Keyes, and James Dale Ritchie? We should learn more about Brian Stephen Smith and his violent crimes over the next several months as his case winds through the legal system. I have one question. Why did Smith choose Alaska Native women as his victims? Was it a coincidence that Kathleen Henry and Veronica Abichuk were indigenous women? Or did Smith have some perverted reason for his choice of victims? Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you to my patrons for your support. 
Check out the show notes for more information on how you can support this podcast and unlock extra episodes by joining the Last Frontier Club. If you haven't already done it, be sure to join the Murder and Mystery in the Last Frontier Facebook group and chat about the podcast. I'll see you soon for the next episode of Murder and Mystery in the Last Frontier. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.